Hello and welcome to Room Escape Divas, your podcast on everything escape rooms. Today, we are going to talk about... Uh, Fire loop. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Hey! Oh, wow. You looked, you looked uncertain there for a second, Errol. <laughs> Errol uncertain? My name is Errol. I'm Manda. I'm Ruby. And that's a sufficient amount of time. I'm Mike. <laughs> Now, the exciting thing for next podcast, we should probably bring this up now. Yes. <clears throat> it's early in the morning. We should probably... <coughs> oh, boy. And we all have allergies and or sicknesses. Yeah, I have allergies. But the exciting thing is that we are going to do our 100th episode live. That is the plan. Whoa. What? Live? Yes. You didn't tell me. <laughs> no, yeah, wait, we discussed wait. it. You're like, let's live stream it. We're going to live stream it. And while... We try to solve puzzles. the The audience is going to solve puzzles as well. So you, wait, Mike is learning the puzzles. New. Pardon what? Who's making the puzzles? You. You said you're going to make one. I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> oh no! So each you of even... the diva, uh, like three of the divas, are going to make a puzzle for the others to solve. And while we are solving them, we are going to have a live chat. And you are going to try to, and you, the audience, are going to try try to solve the puzzles first before we can. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen, but what do you, you mean? know, yeah. why not? <laughs> if I'm doing puzzles, I I, I think people are just going to be like, "This isn't a puzzle. This yeah, doesn't same. apply to Rule One Forty One of Errol's, the Word of Errol." <laughs> <laughs> Glad that's well, that's just up. it because you know it's it's not is made by you it's not made by me. Yeah, we're gonna have that, our puzzles just judged by critique. Errol live. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine the possibilities. Anyway, that's mm. the plan for the next step. We just got to find out when. Uh, yeah. Well, when we will meet. So this is going to be our 99th episode, and the hundredth one is after that. So we have about three weeks. Three? Yeah. Oh, right. We have about three weeks. So <laughs> we will... Well, by the time they hear this, we'll be It'll about be two, two weeks. weeks. So if you're interested in joining us, we will put up details on our 100th episode and how to join us live. We don't really know those details yet. This is great <laughs> for marketing purposes. It's going to be exciting. We'll post it on our Facebook we'll page. We'll post it on our Facebook page. Yeah. You and can we'll tweet figure it. out how people can join in and what chat to use. Yeah. It's probably going to be OBS or sorry, uh, Twitch. Oh, why? There's going to be video? No, but oh. you can you could Twitch things without video. I guess so. Um, yeah. Okay. That makes we sense. Can we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we well to be to be more specific, my player loop talked more about the difficulty, but we can talk about both. I I, I posted a post out there called why escape rooms do difficulty wrong how escape rooms do difficulty wrong and i and i posted i tried to even make it you know like clickbaity i wanted to generate drama you are a weird man <laughs> how escape rooms do difficulty wrong that's what it's called that's what my post is called that's how much drama did it generate by the None. way you- then you failed i utterly failed Oh. <laughs> if I put in player loop, you are not the first thing to come up on Google. Oh, no. I don't think I should be. Why would it be the first thing to put in 
put in how how escape rooms do difficulty wrong. And I'm just going to the codex, right? That's where we can yeah. find it. The codex. If you do how escape rooms do difficulty wrong, you'll find it. Do difficulty wrong. This is the problem with our early morning things. We should introduce there your you idea know. of player. It's like loop. the the first one. Okay, I I should probably go into incognito mode. Why? Yeah, why? <laughs> oh, because because you know when you have. When you're logged in as yourself, it, it tailors the search to you. Google tailors well, searches for you. Well, I mean, you're going to be the search first search result that you come up with yeah. all your accounts anyway. Yeah. It's like, Errol looks up Errol every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, every other day. <laughs> it's like, oh, let's, let's look at me again. Okay, so tell us about the player loop. What is this thing you came up with? What, well... It's it's the thing is is that every time I would go onto Reddit or if I go even on the Facebook enthusiast group, people would talk about you know how can we rate or standardize difficulty, or they would say this escape room is too difficult. I wish there was some way for people to explain why it's difficult, and then I'd want to explain why I don't want my escape room to be difficult because sometimes we've remember we went to a room and they had two difficulty levels mm-hmm. and then what after we solved it they said to me oh we should have raised the difficulty level and I thought to myself no I, I don't want to have it raised and they even told how it was going to be more difficult and I was happy it wasn't going to be raised because the because they just added more tedium to the puzzles more process to all the puzzles mm. So, as I explained before, that they would, for example, I, we always use the Towers of Hanoi, even though I use that example, hoping that I would never see the Towers of Hanoi in a game, except, of course, we did see it once. And it was hard because it had... I think we saw it more than once. Did we? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You may have seen it more than once. I think I've only seen it once, but I could be wrong because I can't remember anything about escape rooms. You just remember the most infuriating thing. Yeah. <laughs> And I would remember another Towers of Hanoi if I saw it. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, they would like add more rooms, add more rings. Like in that Nancy Drew game, when you went from like easy to more difficult yeah. sleuth, and then yeah. they change it to seven rings on the Towers of Hanoi. I'm going, seven rings? Oh, it took us forever. You got to play with kids, which means they're going to get impatient Arian pretty quickly. <laughs> so if you have never played the Towers of Hanoi and... You know, just try adding seven rings. It's going to like take you forever. And not because even after you figured it out, it's still just going to take you a long time to process it. Because you, you just look it up. I'm not going to explain what that game is. Everybody should know what that game is now. <laughs> Everyone <hope>. should. <laughs> Everyone. Outside knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Judgment if you don't. No, no. I'm just too lazy to explain it because it's early and we're all allergy <laughs> ridden. This is all... Already pretty like off the rails podcast. What are you talking about? And I'm talking about difficulty. And so that's why I came up with this escape room player loop because I wanted to point out which part in the game escape rooms like to increase the difficulty and why all of those parts are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it that's what it was. And so I wanted to point out where not to raise the difficulty because it's annoying when it's difficult there. Right. Does that make sense? Okay. Did you Can read you this article, Mike? Can you explain what Hanoi is? 
Mike has maximum troll on. Ah, have you read the article? Yeah, I actually flipped through it this morning. <laughs> That's good. You flipped through it. Have you read the article, Man yes, Pants? I have. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, yay! Now, don't ask me to quote it because then you're going to sit there like, "Do you remember that part where I well, said no, I'm this?" Not I don't expect anybody to read anything I write. Okay, Believe but it I did not. read oh, it. Then last why did week. I flip through it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't really know what we were talking about this morning, so I'm glad that you had the idea. Uh, sorry that you flipped through it, and we were positive we're going to talk about the player loop. We're a so, real podcast. Yay! <laughs> we are. We're super real. We're almost like to a hundred episodes. Yeah. We have mic we stands are. now. This is brilliant. We have these desk mic stands on our table. Yeah. And before we had these huge mic stands that we had to like angle and point to our mouth, and it got in the way. But now we have desk ones. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> ah, I'm so happy. Real podcast. So. I think the very first thing I do in the article, we can discuss these things. I talk about three different terms I use and so that people won't get confused. Mm. For example, I'm going to talk about this one first. What's a clue and what's a hint? <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is still no. a problem in the escape room industry. I think I accidentally slipped once and called a clue a hint. And if you want an idea of how infuriated <laughs> Errol gets... <laughs> He, like, jumped down my throat to, like, correct me. <laughs> it's not so much I like jumped down the throat. It's just that if we want to be clear about which oh, is Oh, no, which, I get it. It's just hilarious. Yeah. For example, you know, some people don't really understand what linear rooms mean. That's also an example what? of one. And I should be more clear in the escape room enthusiast survey what we mean. And I keep, I think one of my problems, I take a lot of these things for granted and I don't define terms for example some people think a linear game sorry a non-linear game so what is a non-linear game to you well to me it's that you can solve multiple puzzles at the same time that correct a lot of stuff is open to you right away yeah it is not a sequential game you don't have to follow step one step two step three in order to proceed so non-linear to other people and this is also fits the description of nonlinear, is that if you go to if you finish a room and go to the next room, if you don't go back to the previous room, then it's considered uh, uh, no sorry, if you do go back to the previous room, then it's considered a nonlinear game. Right, if you, you're going if you have to go back oh. to the previous yeah. rooms, yeah. This was uh, oh. what we found out in Nola too. Yeah. Talking to owners and stuff, that was their definition of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think huh. originally we we called it linear and open path. Although even then that doesn't that doesn't take out the possibility of going backwards. Anyway, I think I don't even know if there's a standard definition for open path and linear other than what we've defined it, but not everybody has has adopted these these definitions. And so that's why for for example, clue a clue is an in-game item or information that's required in, that is given in a escape room to solve a puzzle, which is different from a hint, which is the out-of-game information, which is designed to help players advance. <laughs> and it's usually given by the game master or right. something. Yep. Makes sense. That, makes sense. that makes sense, yeah. yeah. But it's not required to complete the game. So a hint is not required to complete the game, and a clue is required to complete the game. Right. And use, I think one of, actually, I don't even know if it's a rule where I say that you should not require hints in order to complete the game. 
Is that a rule you made up? Well, I don't know if it's a rule, but I think it's something that you shouldn't be you shouldn't expect to ask a hint to complete the game. I mean, unless you get stuck, right. that's another You're thing. You're saying it shouldn't be a design choice. Yes. Like, players are going to get so stuck, they'll need to ask a hint from the game master. Well, or they can't finish the game without a hint. Right. Let's say you need to, oh, I don't know. I, who knows? I can't remember. But let's say it's a design choice that they have to ask for a hint to complete the game. Mm-hmm. Now, actually, the only time I've seen where it was really cool is if the hint was so integrated and immersed mm. into the game that it was actually fun to use the hints. Yes. Then I think that's fine. Yeah. You know, if asking for a hint is actually part of the game structure because I don't know, maybe, for example, you are a hacker and you are doing a chat with mm-hmm. another hacker and it's part of the game for you to ask them for help or something like right, that. Right, right. But then, of course, and it's not really hint, but it is. That's kind of an in-game But if you're it. saying, like, Game Master, I need hint, that's that's a different thing. Yes. Yeah. Or until it becomes tedious. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> a gate. The problem with the term puzzle is that we use puzzle to describe everything in an escape room that is an obstacle but sometimes it's not. But the majority, a lot of times, it's not an actual puzzle. Like if you, for example, are searching around for a key and you put the key in the door, is that a puzzle? Not really. Not it's really. A, well, search puzzle. I think. I guess they'd call it right. Yeah, but it's not really a puzzle if you think about it. It's just floundering around around the room till you find something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So right. searching for us would be like an iron gate that has no lock. <laughs> <laughs> So I, yeah, you could you could say that it would yeah. be, be or just a a flat expense. Uh, anyway, a gate is a is an obstacle which is surmountable. In other words, you can pass this obstacle, and it prevents the team from progressing in the game. That's what I define a gate as. Okay. So that can be a puzzle. It can be a door. It can be lack of information. In other words, maybe you will not get this information until later. It can be. Uh, time sometimes the puzzle can be triggered right that would be that would be I, I, that's that's you usually have feelings on that <laughs> <laughs> well actually i don't mind it too much yeah. i have problems with triggered things in nancy drew games drives me you insane do. yeah i do too <laughs> in adventure games where all something something is triggered and you don't know why because they don't give feedback although the majority of times they give feedback oh, it could be like a room you fit in like 20 times before, and now the 21st time, there's a new object in there. And you don't know why, but it's just appeared. And I hope you noticed it. (laughs) Sounds good. Okay. Well, that's fine. Gate and clue. Yeah. We won't talk about the other terms. Signposting. Uh, Oh, I want to do a whole podcast on signposting. Or signifiers. (laughs) Signifiers, yes. That is the better word for it. Well, yeah, I don't know. We don't have to talk about that, though. No. We talked about it a lot, don't we? Haven't we? But, have we talked about it a lot in our podcasts? No. It's come up within podcasts, I think. I don't think we've dedicated a topic to it. Oh, well, I guess we can define it. Obviously, subconscious clues within the game directing the players on what to do next. Right. And so I, the, the fun thing is we brought up signposting before and in, a, in the Escape Room Enthusiast group. Yeah. That exploded. That, that was fun. exploded. <laughs> it wasn't as dramatic as... As other posts, no, because once once some of because there was a lot of confusion, so there there, and it's understandable why people would think this 
think that signposting is literally putting a signpost with the written instructions on a on a clue or puzzle or something. And actually, that's that's not what it is at all. But it is a misleading term. It's as Errol said, it's more of a subtle way of guiding a player to a particular answer or to a particular task. Uh, so a lot of the, the, sorry, the example that I use a lot, and this is done in both video games and escape rooms, and I've seen it done very well in escape rooms, is the use of lighting. So you are being sometimes subconsciously, sometimes very consciously guided to like what you need to do next using the lighting in a room. Uh, so if a spotlight suddenly goes on a, on a puzzle, then you're like, well, maybe I should look at that spotlight. And, or if, the lighting shifts like if you watch there's a lot of youtube videos on how games like uncharted use different uses of color sign uh, light and even like a flock of birds flying by or something suddenly draws your eye to what they need you to look at shiny object shiny object well yeah that's a much more obvious one (laughs) when you see something glinting in the distance it's like yeah maybe i should go check out that big glinting thing or Errol lives for shiny objects. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. like it, like for example, like in uh, Breath of the Wild. Oh God, Zelda. All of a sudden, I'm walking towards whatever whatever I need to do, and then I see smoke rising in the distance, and I don't know why. It's like, why is there smoke there? Maybe we should go that check that out. And yeah, then I go yeah. and I forget what I'm doing because the smoke is really exciting. Breath of the Wild is a bit of a different case because it, it does glorious. everything in its power Wonder. to guide you away from your main goal. <laughs> it's a wonderful game. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so I that was a fun post I posted because it, it did generate a little bit of drama. Not really. Not as much as Terry's post. Oh, that was amazing. Terry Pettigrew Rollout posted the uh, like Ten Commandments of Escape Room Design. <laughs> and it was great because the drama that ensued from that was glorious. <laughs> I'm shaking my head at Errol right now. <laughs> Audio medium. Oh, it was amazing. Terry is is actually the owner, one of the co-owners of Labrat, which is in California, and I've done his rooms. And and, and it's a fun room. It's um although it's interesting because there there are a couple things in there. Anyway, actually there are a couple things in there that broke my rules. So mm. uh, there was but other than that it was it was a fun room. But it was fun to see. It was just fun to just to see that drama ensue. So, you know, I thought to myself, oh, I should post it. And I'll be, uh, I'll sh- I should post my post and it'll be extra salty. And then we'll see if anybody... Because honestly, I posted the player loop, difficulty in player loop, because I wanted, I wanted people to debate it. I yeah. actually did. I yeah. actually wanted people to they critique did, it. a little bit. So that... They so debated that, in a level-headed and logical way. Who debated? You did? No, no. They, like somebody on there debated, though. Oh yes. Yeah. They, About one they, of the examples I gave. Yeah, they didn't they didn't they didn't always agree with you, so it was just on that one example. Yeah. And I, I was See, like, yeah, no, I probably should change it. Yeah. Yeah, but it See wasn't. See how like... nice that was? <laughs> that somebody disagreed and then you were like had a discussion and then came to a resolution without throwing bad words around it wasn't even a disagreement on the player loop it was uh it was saying we should use a different example yeah yeah (laughs) there was no explosion oh (laughs) 
Look, you're a so weird with the bit. player loop. I yeah. see that there's seven steps, or seven <laughs> parts. I was gonna say, can we turn this off of gossip and go back to your? <laughs> so yeah, there. Are, what did I have? Seven. One, two, three, four, five, seven. Seven things that a player does when that a team does in an escape room. Now, the hard part about the player loop is that it's not done. Uh, you you don't need to do all seven steps. You don't need to. Uh, you each player might be on different um, step on a different step at any one time, right? And 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 people don't consciously do these steps. It's not like they sit there. Okay, I've done the first step. On to the second step because we're not robots. And the point is, I just wanted to point out different things that we do in an escape room. And the first one is identify the gates. And that is basically you go in and it's actually probably in conjunction done with the second one, which is collect clues. So this is at the beginning of the game where everybody searches for stuff. Yep. So you go in, you find the locks, you probably hopefully look to see whether it's a word lock or a number lock. If you're Mike, you're following wires around the room. Yes, that's also a way of identifying the gates. Where does the wire go? And that was. And then show. I found a warm shoe. What does this warm shoe do? <laughs> you didn't comment on that comment when I brought it up in the in the escape room group. That's true. I was just like, uh, well. <laughs> hey, I've I've found purses before and got confused, but I didn't open them up and dump them because then I realized it was very. It was like a full purse of stuff. Mm. So identify gates and collect clues. The first two steps, usually done in conjunction with each other, and that's where you try to find any type of clue that might open up a puzzle. And you also try to find what you may apply a clue to. For example, if you find an outline on the top of a on the top of a mantle, you'll realize, oh, I need to play something here. Mm-hmm. For example, that's a common thing I see all the time. So you know that's probably a, considered like a gate. Or a clue. Anyway, the next thing you need to do after that, the third step, is to select a gate to work on. And this is usually, as I said, sometimes this isn't thought about. This is not something that people consciously do. It's just like, what puzzle am I going to work on next? And you can, this happens in the middle. You know, sometimes you'll find where you ask the question, uh, what have we done? And what can we work on next? Did you are you timing me out, man? Pans? Uh, no, I just I have a question. Oh yeah, because you said sorry because you differentiated gates and puzzles before, and you said next they figure out which gate to work on because everyone thinks which puzzle am I going to work on first? So can- I'm going to inter- I'm going to just I'm going to swap gate and puzzle. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. I am going to swap the two terms because okay. I really mean gate, which obstacle that you need to surpass. Okay. But I think it's easier just to say puzzle sometimes. Yeah. Because everybody calls them puzzles in escape rooms. I know, but it's, it's... No, no, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, I guess you already talked about which clue goes with which puzzle and do I have enough clues to go to solve a puzzle? You haven't talked about that. Oh, yes. That's right. When you, Sometimes when you're trying to solve a puzzle... Or you're trying to get past you. You you have to find all the clues, and you don't and you can't. For example, sometimes it's obvious, and this is great. Like for example, you might find Braille, and you haven't found all the Braille legends yet. So you're like, ah, oh, I, I know this is Braille. I just haven't found the key to tell me all the Braille parts. 
And maybe some of you have memorized Braille, but it's usually a good indication that if you haven't found the previous, so you might go out of step with the game, so you should find all the pieces to help you solve the Braille. And it's obvious that if you find a Braille legend, it, a Braille key, it goes with the Braille. But sometimes you don't know, and that's usually annoying. Like, for example, if you find... Oh, I know! Remember in that one room where all of a sudden there was a... There were these symbols, but the symbols went to two different puzzles. Are we mm-hmm. talking about the worst room again? <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about the room, at the room in um, in Seattle. There were those shapes. Oh, we and the shapes. There. This was in the National Treasure Room, which I hated. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. You had all the, you had these, you had these objects that were of different, they had shapes on them. Yeah. But then all of a sudden there were two puzzles and they had the, the same. same shapes. Yeah. But you used one for one and the other not for the other. But you know, you don't know that, and you're like, "How the heck? Yeah. What on earth? It was. Oh, why do that to us? Why? Why? Or or colors if they're using, you know? And I find that that's complicated. And I've done this, so this, you know, it's not like I'm. Anyway, I find it's complicated when you have different designers in a, doing different puzzles and they don't realize which, uh, you know, like where their clues could accidentally you know relate to another person's puzzle yeah and then people start don't start to attach a clue to another puzzle and that's not what it's supposed to do that's why beta testing is important so that you can see that right and beta testing with non-family and friends is probably more important too yes Yes. we have talked about that yeah yeah (laughs) actually anyway and the other one is do i have enough clues to solve a puzzle and i've done rooms where I wasn't too sure if I had enough clues to solve. Or actually, I thought we had enough clues to solve the puzzle, and we didn't. Anyway, so that's Select a Gate to work on, and we'll go on. I shouldn't complain about it now. I have to complain about it later. The next part is the fourth step is to solve the puzzle. This is the aha part of it. So when I say solve puzzle, that doesn't mean to complete the puzzle. This is the part where you get that inspiration like, oh, I finally know how to do this puzzle. We've talked about a hard process before. Yeah. The next part is complete the puzzle. That's the process part. Uh, the sixth is input the answer into a lock if it's required. So a lot of times, you know, some of the more tech-based ones, something you don't have to put in uh, an answer. And then finally, for the seventh step, it's to repeat the loop. So those are the seven steps in the in the player loop. And people could argue with me, and I wouldn't actually argue back, that inputting the answer could be part of the complete the puzzle. And searching or collecting clues could also be considered a process because mm-hmm. the actual gate is, you know, not having enough clues. And it's the thing that's blocking you is that you don't have any of that. But I've separated them all out just so that I can point out where people like to make difficult things. So what I like to say is there are only two steps of that where you can think of that you could probably increase the difficulty of. One for sure. And the first thing that I, that I think enthusiasts don't mind having it raise the difficulty is the aha aspect, solving mm-hmm. the puzzle. And the second one is repeating the loop. In other words, where you make the game longer by adding more of the game. So when I say add more game or add more puzzles for the repeat loop aspect, it's not like, you know, just haphazardly throw it in. People can extend the game by making it longer by having more um, integrated puzzles in there. And all the other part steps, 
like identify gates or collecting clues or selecting a gate to work on or inputting the answer or even the process, don't make those difficult. Don't add more tedium to it. Because when when escape rooms say they have a difficult room, a lot of the times they just mean two things. One, I didn't even mention this in the article. One, they've made it so obtuse that nobody's going to get it because, you know, the aha aspect of the difficulty is not really is is dumb. You know, it's just there's just it's there's no correlation between clue and puzzle, and nobody it's it's all in the designer's mind, and nobody's able to figure it out. And the other way they raise the difficulty is by increasing the tedium and all those other steps. So, for like example, let's making the process puzzles longer. Like mm-hmm. for example, like identify gates and collect clues. They can make that really hard. Really, really, really hard if they really want to. I've been in a couple of escape rooms where they've made searching near impossible. How or, so? What? How so? Well, I don't know. Your flashlight thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. Oh, drives me insane. <laughs> what the flashlight thing could co- cover everything. Like inputting an answer. If you don't have enough flashlights, then it's hard to input an answer. Give me the flashlight. No, no, I'm using it for searching, but I want to put it into this thing. And then you bring the flashlight over and the and the lock is is metal. So all of a sudden it just reflects all the light. And now it's hard <laughs> to see how to input the answer again. Oh, I hate it when there's yep. not enough flashlights. And then also like collecting clues. I Somebody tried to argue with me on the Facebook enthusiast group. You know, sometimes it's about sharing and it's a team building thing. That's why we don't give enough flashlights. And I think, how is it team building if I'm just standing there doing nothing? What is what what is the team building about? I don't I don't because, see it because you someone know? else has to learn to share. What that's I guess. so we could just stand there for five minutes doing nothing. That's team building. I don't see how or that's maybe team they're trying to say that people should work together. But no, it's, have that's you why ever tried to search while they're searching around? That you can't hold the flashlight. So holding the flashlight sometimes is used when you're inputting the answer or solving yeah. an answer. Yeah, but you don't use it when searching because no. they're they're boot. So I I can't move the flashlight around for somebody else to look right it's right. like near impossible right. like especially when my children have it then they're then they're <laughs> like you know spastic squirrels it's and the flashlights are going everywhere you can't search because their eyes are much quicker than mine and yeah. they have better eyesight anyway so all i do is sit and wait yeah because if i'm with my family then i give them the flashlights because i want them to have fun even though then i'm going to be grumpy afterwards <laughs> <laughs> Carol's wife just walked by and went, yup. <laughs> so. Well, I want to do it. And then my oh, no. wife just said, why do I want to do escape that. rooms if all I do is get grumpy? And I said before, when I was in Seattle, there were great escape rooms there. We had yes. tons of fun. I know. I know. We were in this. Where were we? Where were we? Oh, yeah. We were in Halifax. It's poor Halifax people. <laughs> but I wasn't mean to them. That's good. I just left. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> like a bad first date or something i just never called them back I didn't. It was lemon law if it sucks he just walks out yeah or i say I, I i say that uh i have to go to the bathroom i'm a horrible person you are yes. but anyway besides that give everybody flashlights i don't understand why they don't want to give everybody flashlights I can under I can even understand if the flashlight's not working and there are no batteries in it. No, actually, I don't really understand it, but I'll be forgiving of it. But 
Yeah. So. Not really that forgiving. Making of it. an aha more difficult. Well, we're not talking about that. Okay. That's completely okay. That's okay. Well, we can talk about that at the end. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Uh, the other part that's um, people like to raise the difficulty is figuring out what gate to work on. So I actually don't like it if I'm out on a puzzle and I don't know if I can work on the puzzle or if I have to do more searching. You know mm. what I mean? Sometimes that's hard. It's like, do I need to find more? This is why I don't like the unlock games. I mean, the later ones have been good. But why I didn't like some of the unlock games is that sometimes you don't know if you have to find more cards in the deck. That's why you can't solve this puzzle. Or you have to break one of their rules that they instilled in order to solve the puzzle. That's what unlock does to increase their difficulty is that they you have to break one of their rules in order to solve yeah. their, their Unlock their is one of the take-home escape rooms. Oh, yes. I'm just yes. clarifying that. It drives me insane. It's just like, why did you give us rules if you want us to break it? Uh, uh. It's one of the rules that you have to break rules. No, it isn't. For example, let's say, okay, this color means this, except when we want to make it a puzzle, so now it no longer means that anymore. Right. Right. You know, this color uh, means so it's the doctor a- always lies. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> Although I guess if after a while you realize, okay, I think we're stuck, so maybe that means we have to break a rule, then whatever. But mm-hmm. they, they, they have gotten better in their later games. For example, the Wizard of Oz one. There's only good. one of those things that where you had to break the rule, and it was a little bit obvious. So I didn't mind that one. Right. Anyway, so I, I, that, that bothers me. When, you, when they make it hard for you to match clues, so you can't figure out which clue goes with which puzzles, and they also make it hard for you to know whether or not you can proceed with a puzzle because you don't know if you have enough clues, or you think you have enough clues, and you proceed, and then you realize, no, wait, I don't have enough clues, and this is taking me 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Another thing that that they don't mean to input, they don't mean to increase the difficulty of, but they sometimes do is when you need to input the answer. And this is sometimes if the lock is worn and you can't read the letters, or right. the lock is just worn and you can't open the lock. Some of those word locks. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you have to like play with them, and then they open. Uh, there was this. There was a post in the Facebook enthusiast group. Where they ask, do you want random letters for an answer or do you want actual words for an answer when you put it into an alpha lock? Mm. And there was a bunch of opinions. And my opinion is it should be a word. Just because of the the random, like, yeah, because if it's random letters, that means you're not certain whether you just got the puzzle wrong or the lock's broken. Whereas if you know it's a word, then at the very least you can know, like, well, I know the answer's right. So what's wrong with the lock? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because you you don't know, and I don't I don't trust locks anymore. <laughs> don't uh, trust locks. I remember there was this one room, and we knew exactly what the answer was. So kudos to them. And when my sister put it in, she couldn't it wouldn't open at all. And I'm thinking, well, I know it's camel for sure. Whoops, that's a spoiler. That, that's not really a spoiler. I you to- said the actual answer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, but I didn't say what room. Are you going to go around to every escape room and type in camel? That's just true. It's just funny. It's like, oh, wow, you could have picked any word, any five-letter word out of your head, and you picked the actual answer. (laughs) And so then I just played around with it, and then it's like, oh, good, it opened. There we go. Yay. And so now everybody's going to go around and try camel. all the rooms Yeah, and this is like two years ago. (laughs) Although you can assume... 
that if you're in a in some sort of Egypt themed escape room, <laughs> Campbell's might factor in at some point. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Anyway, yes, so, and because we knew it was the right answer, we were able to, I, I just jiggled the lock a bit and went in, and that was fine. But if it was random letters, then I'm mm-hmm. thinking, oh, maybe we had one of the letters wrong. Right. Oh, actually, one of the escape rooms we did, it was let random letters. Yep. And remember, one of the letters were wrong, but we knew because of, you know, the puzzle that we did, and we, and we had enough time, we knew that, you know, like, I think the lock is wrong <laughs> right we were very lucky because we were right the lock was wrong and right. we had the answer right but it was like random letters so so if it was a real word then we'd know for sure that it's like ah i think the lock is wrong because it's not fitting that anyway the point is don't don't make inputting the answer difficult right you know sometimes they do things like oh let's put on a directional lock oh i'm sorry this is backwards against the box and now you can't even put your finger on the little slidey slide mm-hmm. because it's like it's upside down or like oh don't you hate it? then you flip it up and now you have to do the directions upside down and it's like oh my goodness why why are you doing that to us we don't all we already don't like directional locks and now you make it upside down oh that's kind of funny <laughs> earl's just cracking himself up this morning <laughs> That's, I mean, if you like, you know, making making it hard and anyway. Have, has there ever been, do you think, an instance where identifying the gate was part of the puzzle? Ah, uh, like yes. Like the ha-ha part? Definitely. Definitely. So that's another thing that the, these loops can be nested. Yes. So was that was that a leading question? No, no. I just was actually curious. Yeah. yeah. So one one aspect of all of this, and I mentioned this is that these loops can be nested. In other words, you know, collecting a clue can be a whole process, a whole player loop in itself because it's actually part of the puzzle is actually to collect the clue or to choose which which gate to work on. So when I say select gate to work on, I don't mean when you are given a choice in a narrative. So I don't want anybody thinking that I'm I'm against people making a choice. Do I open up, you know, Oh. Do I sacrifice man pans to it's escape, or do we all answer. escape together? Because yes. the choice is it's sacrifice. Always going to be sacrifice. <laughs> <man pans. laughs> That's not what I mean by select gate to work on. It's when people are ambiguous. Uh, it's not it, they just aren't thinking. They've made the choice ambiguous to decide in their game flow. So it's not it's not when it's part of the narrative. It's a completely different thing. So. So I can understand when people would want to raise the process difficulty. So I have been in escape rooms where, you know, it will just take forever to to unlock or grab a key to unlock your cell. Or when you have to do something three times, like a logic oh. puzzle three times, but oh, do then. it progressively harder three oh, that, times. Oh, yeah. That I don't like at all. I don't even like logic puzzles in escape room. I know. <laughs> Have we're I talked st- about that in, in uh, the podcast? Start this rant again. <laughs> <laughs> did I talk about it in the podcast already? Uh, I think you've talked about. Oh not right, logic wait. Puzzles. When we did the Seattle trip. Yeah. Yeah. Can you think of any like local examples, maybe in <laughs> Toronto, that may be doing this? Uh not actually. Yeah. It, it's gotten a lot better though. Yeah, I think some designers are 
getting away from it, but yes, I think but some, not all. For example, um, like the last logic puzzle we did, where did we do a logic puzzle? It In was actually Toronto? really simple. I was really happy. Yeah, it was. There was a logic puzzle, and I can't even remember where. Logic puzzles, I think, work best in escape rooms when there are physical pieces you can move around. Like, uh, oh, you know what? The logic yeah. puzzle that I didn't mind so much—that was really relatively complex. That was like that was at Home Escape, and they gave you little things to yeah. use to keep track. Yeah, and we even did it as a team, and yep. I didn't hate it that much because yep. they gave us little things to use. There's another logic puzzle I remember doing with Scott Nicholson. And it was complicated, and they all wanted us to do it in our heads. Yeah. Oh, that was horrible. So you're probably going to get people coming back saying, but that ups the difficulty. If you have to keep in your heads, it's memorization skills and stuff. What's your uh, counter-argument to that? No, it's, it's fine if you, if you have to memorize. If it's easy to memorize, like, you know, pretend it's like a 10-digit word sequence and there are 10 people, mm-hmm. then people can realize, oh, wait, each one of us can remember one of those numbers. Right. I think that's okay. That's mm-hmm. fine. You know, that kind of like takes an aha aspect to it. But, you know, requiring all of us to memorize, like, I don't know, have you ever done a logic puzzle without a pen and paper? No, I hate it. Yeah. Yes. I hate doing it in not, my head. Like, nobody even like, oh. I've anyway. done a binary puzzle. <laughs> we thought we had writing material, but we didn't have writing material, and we had to remember binary. That was oh, that was God. tedious. That was very tedious. That was like half an hour, and then after that, <sighs> somebody decided to shut the slow moving door before we even finished the puzzle. I, I don't know who. Uh, that would be man pants. That sounds like a pretty jerky person. Yeah, to it was me. man pants. There's an escape room. I think though where we had to escape, and we opened this door, and it was a slow moving door, and then for some reason, man pants closed it. Look, I had nothing to do. Mike kept talking about... We were solving a puzzle, and Man Pants thought to herself, well, maybe there's more puzzles. And I think we were pretty certain that we were at the end of the game since we only had (laughs) five minutes left. And this door takes five minutes to close. And so she closed it. Well, because I was like, oh, I need to open this door. And then the, the thing told me, like, oh, you can't open that door until you close this door. I'm like... Well, I'll close it again. And if, but like, you know, it's going to take like five minutes to close. <laughs> and, so, and so the game the would be over. The second I hit like close the door, it was like suddenly it was like the this voiceover came on. They had solved the puzzle. The end sequence was starting and it's like, you need to leave. And they all came out and at first thought that like the game was designed that the door would start to slowly close and we all had to escape, which would be a terribly unsafe design choice, right? And uh, and so I uh, we all start rushing out the door because we're like, oh my gosh, it's closing. I'm like, yeah. Oh, so, super intense, huh, guys? Not knowing at first that I was And the I think one. the last person, it was Gilles. He barely got out. Yeah, he barely got out. Because yeah. it was very narrow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he barely got out. Mubby. <laughs> and then when the game master came in to congratulate, it's like, wait, why is the door closing? And it's like, you mean that's not part of the game? Yeah, and I was sitting there shrugging. Oh. That's pants. <laughs> oh. We should call you the negative one now. No. <laughs> <laughs> So what? First time offense, and I'm just there. I'm negative one. 
for life. That's a big. That's a big negative. <laughs> that's okay. That's fine. It, it actually would have been Whatever, more. You... It's not a negative one at all. Okay, you're right. I actually. Yeah. I'm the negative one. Yeah. 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 I remember the last room that we did. <laughs> yeah. I was a horrible person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I purposely slowed the game down to make Mad Pans more, more tense. Yes. <laughs> Also, that time that you just kickstarted the end sequence by brooding it. By well, brooding that was accidental. I didn't know it was going to work. Uh, you went and tried it anyway. Oh, well, that's true. I wonder, I wonder what would happen if I do this because it's an escape room. And, you know, I wanted to try. It's like it's not going. So so I'll just give a, a, a it's not a big spoiler, but, you know, it's one of those things where you have to place an object onto a mantle and it's going to trigger something yeah mm-hmm. and the object in question was inside a box and we had to open up the boxes in order to take the object out and put it on inside a mantle and i thought to myself what are the chances i just put the box on top of the mantle that's not gonna work <laughs> the box is too thick there's no way this is gonna work and i try it and then all of a sudden and all of a sudden there was like end sequences playing and, or like no it was like the final boss fight basically and we were like, like what do we do I was like and, oh I'm sorry uh, I guess we didn't prepare for this because <laughs> usually you have to mentally prepare yourself to okay we're all ready to do the final yeah, sequence because yeah, yeah. the final sequence we knew had to be done and everything was leading up to it and so we had to prepare ourselves by anyway it was funny. <laughs> uh-huh. There, so I'm not the only one. Yeah, but no, no, that was like a plus one because we solved the game. Other, other, otherwise, we might have lost. Accidental plus one does not count as a plus one. <laughs> I think a rule should be you can't plus or negative yourself. Somebody else has got to call that. I think that's a good rule. Yeah, but Mad Pants <laughs> will always negative one me. Yeah, I negative no, one you too. No, not always. <laughs> so now you're negative two. I'm negative two. I actually I don't think I've tried to like sabotage your room while you're in it. Yeah, because then Ruby will just get mad. Yeah, Ruby punches me. <laughs> no, you've done it before in rooms. I can't speak a specific one, but I remember you saying with Mike and Ruby in the room, like, oh yeah, I knew the answer to that puzzle, but you guys could solve it. No, 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 no. I just leave the answer there. He's looking down on us peons. He's like, you puzzle peons. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm horrible at puzzles. Can we puzzles. make a team called that puzzle peons? <laughs> so <I remember. laughs> there was an escape. There was one that we just solved. Our Amanda and I and Margot. Yep. And it was near the end, and I saw the answer. It's like, oh, there's the answer, and then I, I leave. And I thought they heard me, but I thought they solved it too, but they didn't. No. Nope. Then they got mad at me because yeah. I left. You, if you know the answer to a puzzle, you could just solve it yourself. Well, I thought you saw it and you had the final answer sheet, so there you go. No. No, I was wrong. <laughs> and then, and then, and then it was near the end, and I was talking really slowly. Oh yeah. <laughs> Man, oh so my bad. god, we had like there was like a minute and a half left on the timer we were really dumb in this escape room we were pretty dumb we were super dumb and we also could yeah we're super dumb no we were searching wise atrociously dumb no (laughs) actually you solved everything i solved some things you solved some things i didn't i didn't solve a thing um and i could also couldn't find anything but we got a lot of hints in that one but it was uh yeah we had like a minute and a half left on the timer and it was like 
final sequence. We all had to do something. We all had to, like, recite something very specifically. And Errol's sitting there just being like, oh, what did we say? Okay, so... Do we have to hold hands? Do we have to hold hands or something? Oh, what does that say? Okay, hang on. And I'm like sitting here like, oh, how much time do we have left? I'm like, a minute! We have a minute left! And then he's like, <laughs> oh, that's not much time. Because I knew we had to do something after we did this recite thingy. And and then I was like, I, oh, I was so mad. Because <laughs> I stupidly thought, I was like, I didn't even think you were doing it on purpose. I just thought you were like... Even better. Yeah. And then afterwards, you're like, yeah, I was intentionally slowing down. And I'm like, oh, my God! <laughs> wow. You were very angry. Yeah, yeah, she was. It was a great time for everybody. Okay, I'm. I've mostly solved my, you know, time panic. Like I'm actually yeah. pretty good in rooms now. But now that minute, uh, that's still that's still a problem. If yeah. it gets below two minutes or so, that's when I start to be like. Anyway, no. it's not fun when a puzzle is where the process is excessively tedious. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you want to make your puzzles a little bit tedious to increase the difficulty, I think that's fine. I'm not saying just remove all tedium or removing all process. Sometimes I've been in a, I've been, I've done puzzles where it's taken longer than five minutes and it's been fun. And that's, that's so, you know, I think it's one of those beta testing things. If you find, if you find a lot of people are enjoying it, then that's great. But also at the same time, and I find this with people who design puzzles, me included, is that, oh, good, one person solved it, so it's solvable. And so, in other words, I get validation and verification of a good puzzle based on the outlier. And I think that's a that's not a good thing to do. No. Yeah. So what's, like, a good kind of percentage before you can start saying, okay, that's good enough? Like, is it, like... Well, it's not 10% because, you know, when we come across a room, it's like, yeah, only 10% of the people who come by finish that. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, so is there like a good percentage? Do you want like 50% of people kind of figuring it out? I want 90. <laughs> okay. You want 90. Is, yeah. there, is there like a lower? Well, the thing is, the industry is going towards easier anyway. Yeah. So why why make it harder? I guess it's what you what your goals are, right? Like the mainstream mostly want to have an adventure, yeah, and feel good about it. So yeah, that means probably easier puzzles. Um, you yeah. have you have the you have the outlier designers like Rob, for instance, who specifically designs puzzles for enthusiasts knowing full well that's probably not a great business decision well no 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 i think he i don't think he focuses on making it super hard though he just focuses on specifically making it a good design Mm. this is rob at the crux in niagara so it's not like he tries to make difficult puzzles actually i was very i was very impressed by the difficulty of puzzles in seattle yes because they were some of them are really hard, and I was, and I'm talking about this. They made it difficult in the aha aspect of things, the solve puzzle, and they made it hard. And I was really happy because I liked how hard those puzzles were. But you know, I'm I'm just shocked because mainstream wise, those would have been too hard for the mainstream. At the same time, they they had a they had a good integrated 
relatively clue systems for most of it. Hint. So hints and some, yeah. So yeah, I made a mistake. So as long as uh, <laughs> as long as you know they can give ample hints, it's okay. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. But I I think because the industry is going to more uh, an easier an easier puzzle and easier uh, time for the mainstream, it's you know the whole point of the point of my article is kind of moot because we don't we don't want difficulty <laughs> i want difficulty i'm okay it's with just, longer if you, escape rooms if you decide to go more difficult there are there are ways you shouldn't do it and the ways you should yes that's uh, yeah that's what i think yeah from, from the words, book of errol from the word of So solving puzzles in the aha aspect, making the correlations and making aha puzzles. Because the problem with the aha puzzles, as I said, is that uh, everything is an aha to a newbie. Right. So just even being in the room and just trying to make any of those correlations on what to do is is like, you know, we'll blow their mind because it's like, oh, I came up with this. It was amazing. Right. But we're... Because we've seen it a billion times, it's like okay, we got to do this. So, so, for instance, searching for us is like a first step, but realizing that you should be searching is like an aha for a newbie. Yeah, or even even realizing uh, that something is braille, you know? Right. It's like oh wait, wait, that's what this is, you know? Although to smart people, they can see immediately it's braille. Not me. Can we not use the term smart people? <laughs> Intelligent, <laughs> smart people can see Braille and know it's Braille. I don't. I've seen Braille now four times, and I missed it was Braille. I don't know what's wrong with my head. <laughs> it's like every single time I see it, it's like I have some sort of blindness towards Braille. I don't know what, what's up with that. I was very proud of myself in did the last escape Braille? room we did, because I finally did the check behind the door thing. Oh, yeah, oh, I know. Oh. You did the check behind the door before I, I did. like, whoa. What? That's I another know. thing from the Book of Errol that I typically do. Yeah, check behind the doors. And check the middle drawers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The middle of the desk always has oh. something that can pull out. <laughs> So anyway, you asked a question earlier on how do you make a clever aha. Yeah. That's that's hard to do. I mean, that's actually... Notice I don't actually have any any guides on how to do that. Is that the next article? No, I think I think making... We can have a whole episode on that. Episode 101. Ooh. No, <laughs> no, I, it's, I actually don't know how. No, no, sorry. I know rules on trying to make it a fair aha. So mm-hmm. those are like, that's why I have the 13 rules. Mm-hmm. But doing it, coming up with puzzles in general, is 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 hard, right? I mean, that's that's the a lot of my rules are what not to do, but mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of these things are hard to. Uh, it's hard to say this is how you come up with a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot a lot of things I do is I have to take a look at the theme. So when I'm when, for example, during the train. And we had to come up, I had to come up with puzzles for the train. Or we all had to come up with puzzles for the train. And so I need, people always say, what's the use of narrative? What's the use of all of this stuff? And I use it heavily for me to come up with integrated puzzles that make sense. And some people think story is not important. But, you know, story can still be a clue. 
Yep. I remember doing uh, uh, an es- a puzzle that was part of a, an escape room or a puzzle and escape event. And they, and it, and it was so abstract that we couldn't solve it. But once you, once we realized what they were trying, it was a beta. So once we realized what they were trying to do because of the the narrative of the, the actual escape room, mm-hmm. then the puzzle made immediate sense, and we would have been able to solve it cl- quicker mm-hmm. because otherwise it was just like dots and numbers on a page. Right. We had no idea what to do with this. But then the, when they explained the story, it was like, oh, that's obvious. It didn't become obvious, but it made it easier and it would have helped solving quicker. So theme, narrative, story, all of that can can help is one of the subtle ways to help clue a puzzle. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think story is important. So when people, when I, when I do an escape room or when I do, sorry, when I create my puzzles, I think to, I start with a theme or I start with a story and then I have to go from there. What do I want them to do? Right. So when I make an aha puzzle, uh, I also think, what would you normally do in that theme? So for example, in the train one, um, oh, what do you normally get? You get postcards. Right. You you get postcards because that's what you'd get. In a as, museum gift In a shop. museum. Yeah. Uh, as, as souvenirs. So mm-hmm. if you got postcards, how would you make that into a puzzle? Right. Sort of thing? And what would be on these, puzzle, on these postcards? Yeah. And, you know, what else can you get? You'd normally get souvenirs. So then I get, started thinking... I start thinking along, what are all the things that you would find in this theme? And then how can you extract? Because the puzzle is all about hiding. How are you hiding mm-hmm. an answer in this puzzle? So once I find all the objects I can hide things into, then I figure out ways, how am I going to hide it in there? Mm-hmm. And then after that, I think of ways, how, what are the subtle clues that will help people to find it? And then you think, how can I break their souls with my difficulty <laughs> level? How can you cleverly hide things? Yeah. That's how I try to make puzzles. And then what are the correlations to help them solve it? Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, I'm still thinking on what I'm going to do for our just, puzzle. I was just thinking of like, oh, how am I going to do this for my puzzle? I, don't I have an idea. Know. I just now have to put in the work to create it. Mm. Wait, what was that whole thing? I tuned out. <laughs> Mike's is going to be a series of dark images where we have one flashlight to look at them. Oh, you wish. (laughs) Oh, no. Remember, all the other people are playing this too. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I just think about that. No, I said that it's probably not going to be a live thing for me. Well, then what are we going to do? We're just not going to do your puzzle? We're going to turn the podcast off? No, they're just not going to solve it at the same time. That's all. They're just going to sit and watch? Yeah. Yeah. Or listen? What's yeah. wrong with so that? They, well, we told them we're coming to have puzzles. No, I just found out about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to call on that. <laughs> this, we were discussing this last week. <laughs> <laughs> and I've said, I, my puzzle, if I do a puzzle, is probably not going to be live-able. It'll probably be... Oh, it'll be Listenable? Yeah, live entertaining. So maybe will that be the first puzzle? It'll be, we don't expect you to solve this. It's just Mike is going to troll us puzzle. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And then Man Pans (laughs) will have a puzzle for us to solve. And then everyone will be like, what? 
why there's going to be a lot of ask why's in mine. So and then, then this is be baby's my puzzle. first puzzle. I've never created a puzzle. So so what are we going to call this episode? Beginner's puzzle creation, except for Errol's. <laughs> <laughs> Just call it the word of Errol. No, we can call it the divas try to make puzzles. Diva puzzles. Puzzle peons. <gasps> We're puzzle peons. <laughs> Errol's looking at me like... <laughs> no, no, I'm a puzzle peon too. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. You have something called the book of Errol with definitions. No, 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 you no, have no. the Prexit and like quest people no, In an escape room, I'm a puzzle peon. Sometimes all I do is search. No. No, you solve puzzles. No, no, I sit and I talk to NPCs. Yes, and then solve the puzzles at the same time. No, I wasn't solving any puzzles at that last escape room. You <laughs> solved all the puzzles. No. I'm just a peon. <laughs> Work complete. <laughs> Work complete. Cool. So if anybody wants to read this article, it is on the codex.ca. You'll be able to find it there, how escape rooms do difficulty wrong. Maybe if you even search for it, you'll be able to find it. And if you also what you also find on there, and it might still be in effect when you're listening to this, is the 2019 Escape Room Enthusiast Survey. Ooh. Have you taken it? <laughs> <laughs> no. That's okay. I haven't taken it either. I I was like, how long does it take? Because I ten minutes. Ten minutes. That's ten a minutes. long time. I know. It's probably going to take me like half an hour. Actually, I, I put my article into like, how long is it going to take to read uh, Yeah, you put it takes 10 minutes and then I'm like, scroll, 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 scroll. Oh, yeah. It took me two minutes to scroll. Yeah. It, <laughs> it took you two minutes to scroll? Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's a long scrolling. I know. Yep. That's how long your article is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't ten take min- 10 minutes to read. It takes 10 minutes to read my article, and it takes 10 minutes to do the survey, I think. That's what people say. And it's, and it's also translated into 13 languages. Hey. We got so many people. That's awesome. Yeah, Lee that's Fei did a, a lot of work, so it's really all her. And then everybody else. There's so many people we got to translate this. So I hope people, I hope people uh, do, it? do the survey. Yeah, We've united all enthusiasts in the world to say... We need more flashlights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'd no like one to say. listens to enthusiasts though. Flashlights. I should I should do another post cuz we only have 400 responses in the in the uh in the English one. I have no mm. idea how many we have in the other ones. What do you think would be the most other popular language people would look at? <laughs> what's what's the uh, what's the what's the popular languages these days? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, well, Canada should yes. be French. German? Oh yeah, there's a French version. Do you have a German version? I have a German version. There you go. Dutch? I have a Chinese version. I have a Chinese version. Whoa. We have it in Swedish, Chinese, Dutch, French, German, Bulgarian, Itali- Italian, Spanish, Italian. Greek. You almost Italian. said Italian. Oh <laughs> boy. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get emails. Greek, Romanian. Slovenian and Croatian. Oh, cool! Oh, wow! Yes. That's pretty yeah. thorough. Yeah, but not I feel Spanish? like it's very European no, based. Okay. Sorry. I feel like it's very European based. Yeah, it is. It's it a is. Korean. <laughs> oh, oh, I would have happily put it in Korea. Actually, it's really interesting for the Chinese translation because Yolanda 
Chu, and Janet Chan also helped out. Janet's part of E4G. But Yolanda, being closer to Asia, uh, was able to give me all sorts of... One might say she's in Asia. <laughs> I know, I was about to say that. She's <laughs> in, in like, Taiwan. In no. Asia, yeah. <laughs> she, it's, she gave me all these cultural things I should have been aware of. For example... Oh, oh uh, you have your you have your survey in Google tra- uh, Google surveys, and not a lot of people have access to Google. Right. It's like, oh, right, that's a thing. And so she actually uh, moved the survey over a, a version of the survey over to WeChat. For oh, me. nice. Yeah, nice. Another thing she also said is like, you also list all these as countries, and that might be with the political unrest right now. They might not like you calling things countries. How about we call them areas? I'm going. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Do that. Do that. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever needs to, be done. needs to fit. Yeah. I don't understand what the Situation political unrest seems, yeah. is over here. So over there. And there were other things too. It was interesting because we have a question in there about phones, mm-hmm. and apparently you're never allowed to take your phone into an escape room mm. in in China. Okay. So. We have a question in there. It's like, uh, do you, uh, I can't remember, something about taking your phones in. Do you want your phone taken? It's okay mm-hmm. as long as it's whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And they're saying, no, no, that's just never allowed. So, mm. yeah, there's, it's, it's interesting. I, I get a lot of questions from each of the other people asking about different things because of the fact that, because we're so Western. Actually, Sh- Shannon would be very interested in this, the one that's doing yeah. the cultural bias yeah because of our bias you know there are all sorts of questions that are very westernized anyway that's that's That's, another discussion that's the player loop (laughs) 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 that's how escape rooms do difficulty wrong (laughs) the player loop wasn't the wasn't the main goal it's just doing difficult how they do difficulty wrong yeah okay i guess we're done we're done (laughs) This is this was a early morning podcast. Are always my favorite to edit. <laughs> and remember, our next podcast is going to be live. Live episode one hundred. Episode one hundred. So Whoa. you can join us. You can try to solve the puzzles that we have available. Yeah. But I think most of those puzzles will just be. Mike is just there to make us upset. Yes. What if? It, hopefully, it won't. Make, you know, if it takes us twenty minutes of being upset, I'm uh, just guessing that your puzzle will probably take up the majority of the hour. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Because yeah. then afterwards, there's going to be discussion about his puzzle. Yeah. So I yeah, think Errol's puzzles would me? just take I up the whole podcast. Don't, I don't know about people solving it at the same time. I Why? Don't know if I could deal with that pressure. Oh, you could do it because it's an automatic loss. What do you mean a loss? I think We're it's solve it. well. You, we got like puzzle enthusiasts oh, listening. And we stuff, don't even so. know if anybody's going to join us. That's true. It's just going to be okay. Live podcast. There's us, just us here. So either way, I'm <laughs> sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Then. Oh no! I prepare for that. <laughs> <sighs> My puzzle might be a bit hard. Yeah, really. <laughs> no shit. Sorry. <laughs> What happens to the 90% solve rate? Yeah. I want 90% of them to solve it. And I also want 100% of them to hate me. (laughs) Puzzle hunts are a little bit different. See, notice these are for escape rooms. In fact, a lot of my rules 
uh, like the 13 rules, you know, the five minutes for a, for a process puzzle, that's thrown out the door when you actually have a, a puzzle hunt puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not making a puzzle hunt puzzle. No, I'm, well, I'm not making an escape room puzzle. What? What is it then? This podcast what? is about escape rooms. It's going to be, well, you know, nobody's going to put my puzzle in an escape room. Let's just say that. That doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. It might be a little bit too difficult for an escape room. I'll try to make sure there's lots of clues. You'll probably solve it like in five minutes and then you're going to go, that was too easy, Errol. No, no, you're smiling right now. You're you're not going to say that. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Stop smiling like you're going to enjoy our pain. No, I'm not. You'll be able to solve it. It's like that cartoon dog in the building full of fire. You'll be fine. This is fine. Yeah, this is fine. Yeah. I have to create that puzzle, but I have an idea. I'm happy with my idea. Yeah? Yes. That's good. I'm happy for you. Okay, man, pans, you can talk us out. Okay, Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can go to InverseGenius.com to find other fun podcasts just like this one. You can also find us on Facebook. Just click the like button. And if you're using Twitter, use the hashtag REDivas. If you'd like to email us, I don't know if I mentioned that already, you can go to RoomEscapeDivas at gmail.com. I just hurt Arrow by accident. Uh, you just hurt Arrow? Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.